Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Short Story Bingo, episode 10 of Our Stories. My name is Nate Chacon Third, and today's guest, uh, we have my good friend, Hardcastle. He is a hip-hop artist out of Reno, Nevada, and we um, talked about a lot, man. I'll make it quick. We um, spoke about uh, some recent hardships uh, that he's gone through and what he's had to persevere through that, what got him back into writing again, the motivate, the driving factor behind that. And then, um, spoke about really what it means to, um, meant to him, uh, to be able to, to make those leaps. Um, we also started to dive in a little bit into the Reno scene, how he got his, you know what, <laughs> um, so much stuff that we covered, uh, very, very, interesting guy man and couldn't be more happy to present it i wanted to say thank you to everyone new subscribers and folks that have been listening online um grateful grateful for your support so without further ado short story bingo episode 10 with hardcastle see you at the end short story bingo short story bingo short story bingo short story bingo sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad most of the time they're funny because i hate to be sad short story bingo short story bingo short story bingo short story bingo but don't take my word for it spare fingers yes Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, short story bingo, our stories, episode 10. If this is your first time, welcome. If it's not, the retention program is working. My name is Nate Chacon III, and I'm so happy you made it here. Um, we have been on a pretty good roll, and uh, none of that goes unnoticed from you guys. So I was checking out, again, my Podbean analytics. Shout out to Podbean. I'm not getting sponsored yet by them, but fuck them. Um and saw that a lot of folks are checking out on Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review and uh, give a quick rate, if it's five, tell me why. If it's one, tell me fucking why. So uh, in either respect, yeah, uh, please let me know. But um, thank you for the support on the last episode with Mike Bailey. Uh, really was able to uh, extrapolate a lot from that and um, get to know him a little bit more and what he's trying to uh, accomplish, not trying, what he is accomplishing uh, with his goals when it comes to um, hip hop and his family and all that. So without further ado, though, we have another guest here today, and I am very, very excited because he is um, someone that, um, well, you guys are going to find out. So Short Story Bingo, Episode 10, Our Stories, hosted by myself, Nate Chacon III, and our guest today is a good friend of mine. Oh, I didn't, you know what? Hold on. Before I introduce you, nope. I didn't even fucking say what I do. So on this podcast, I uh, interview friends of mine or folks that I don't know um, in order to... or. Uh, in order to find out a little bit more about them. And by the end, hopefully uh, we're either friends or at least we told us some cool stories. So, um, okay. So episode 10, here we go. So my, again, I've known him for quite some time, so we're going to talk about it, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Hardcastle. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Excited to be here. Hell yeah, time. man. Look at this. Since I'm on this um, by my computer. What you got? 
Oh, wait. There we go. I don't know if you can hear that. I cannot. You couldn't hear. Okay, so you, you can't hear the clapping, but there was clapping happening. I, I heard clapping. Yeah, I did. Okay, that's what then that's what's happening. Yeah. I, yeah. When you and I are together, I'm just so used to clapping. Oh, he's just he's like, I'm just so used to it that um it it's just uh second nature. I just gotta look at the time. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Um so how the fuck have you been? I've been great. I've been doing great. Um, family's doing great. Uh, work's going great. Music's going great. Uh, couldn't ask for honestly anything better. Hell yeah, man. That's good. That's really fucking dope to hear. Uh, to give folks a little bit of an idea, I was thinking about this uh, since you said that you wanted to come on the podcast. I was like, of course, we have some pretty cool ass fucking memories together. But when did I actually meet you? And what was that first interaction or like whatever, you know, what led up to it? And I go to uh, assault and battling. um, Yep. And uh, how, how did we connect? We connected through absurd. He got us, he brought us together. Absurd did. Absurd did. And then we, what up absurd? What up, baby? Yeah. Um, and then we came out to Utah. Um, it was me, my brother Cody, and Nap. We came out there, and I battled Jay Savage. That's right. Okay. And from there, it was second to nature. Immediately clicked. Boom. Dude, so when um, – did, did we have any interaction, though, like um, – with like Facebook messages and shit like that? Or was it like absurd was just like, Hey, these guys are coming. Yeah, pretty much absurd said, Hey, there's a league out in Utah. We're going to get you on it. Um, told me that you, you pretty much ran the league. Um, I don't even think we had too much dialogue until we came to, until we came to your house. Really? That was really the first interaction that we had, like we just showed up and we're like, Hey, we're us and you're like hey this is me and then we went to the liquor store and i remember because i i couldn't i didn't understand why we had to get there so soon because you're like there's going to be a line and i'm like what does this liquor store sell why is there going to be a line and you're like because it closes and i was like what the fuck is going on and then and then it was over then we had the party that night where we all stayed up all night as uh mcs do and we just freestyled probably till like four in the morning and then slept for a couple hours and then went to the event that's wild. So, um, okay. So we got together and we partied our asses off and fucking did a lot of hip hop cool shit. So yep. that's what that sounds like to me. Um, I, so this is my recollection for sure. Cause that, that you bringing up, um, that interaction of going to the liquor store and being like, Oh shit. Like, uh, they do close. Like I, I recall, um, how excited I was to have folks coming in from out of town to uh to come out and battle and because it was a budding thing for mike masters to be like reaching out like that like Mm -hmm. and so i was like oh this is sick and then when you and i actually started um honestly just started busting balls and um joking around and shit i was like oh this guy is like fucking he we're i'm good with him you know we're gonna be good and that's not to say i'm not good with a lot of people i'm pretty personable i feel like but um from the jump uh as you said i think uh, yeah you had a pretty good connection 
Well, yeah, I made we we made you watch horrible bosses. Remember all yes, night. Yes, dude. That's, yes. that's all we did. That's and then when we came back out, when I battled um, Consequence, we made you watch horrible bosses again. That but and that was because it was funny. That's and, because it was funny. But also, yeah. horrible bosses is funny. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that movie yeah. is hilarious. And then yeah. my dog Benny bit Nap. Yeah, because remember the lights went out and Nap got scared downstairs and. Benny was sleeping with me. Remember, I, I gave him crab to be my best friend. Yeah. And you're like, be careful. And I'm like, I think we're best friends now. And he was sleeping with me on the couch. Nap ran upstairs. Benny freaked out and bit Nap. Did he bite him hard? No, he just nipped his calf. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so the, that I'll, I'll Benny is my dog. Um, he doesn't. I haven't had him with me for a while. He's at my dad's house. He's protecting their house, and he's been protecting their house for like the last five years or a little longer than that. But he's he was my yeah. I had him all the time, and um, he's a nipper. He's he definitely is. yeah. He's uh, he's great. But uh, I do remember that you got along with him, and I was like, dude, this is sick. Like, good that um you know he doesn't have to be in his k his kennel or whatever because i hate to put him in there when folks are around yeah this is a shout out to you pat main uh that i could have used your help when uh benny was in my house to uh train him better uh and train me better because i had to be a better me in order to be there for yeah my, yeah um that's just me shitting on the dog i'm just like yeah he was a piece of shit and just <laughs> and how owners just never take credit because yeah they never take responsibility like, they never like, do no they're like uh do you walk the dog no it's probably pro you know yeah yeah it's the, it's the dog's fault why would i have to walk it it walks in the house yeah he fucking walks around the house dude and then yeah. sleeps so i don't have to walk him yeah you do um have, that's uh i was listening to something the other day about uh getting a dog for uh like a present like a surprise present mm -hmm. like a birthday present or something hey benny was that for me and so dude hey go ahead and just give me a responsibility for my birthday How right here you that? go it's a lifelong commitment for the next 10 to 14 years you're right welcome. yeah um have you ever get been given something that's uh like not not even just like a commitment like a dog or something but like a off uh off base uh birthday gift that you're like i don't i don't know if nothing really like that i mean i'm the one that comes home with animals i just came <laughs> home in november with a brand new puppy we already have three dogs now we have four because um, i couldn't say no to her she was too cute so i had to bring her home where'd you find her uh the humane society oh okay are all yeah. your dogs rescues yeah all of them Oh, wow. Okay. Is that something that you hold close? I, I didn't know that. So is that something that you like, is that a personal thing or? Yeah. If I, I, if, if, if I could, I would, I would rescue animals. If I had the capacity at, at you know, a, a house and a place where I could do it, you know, safely and be like a rehabilitation center for animals yeah, or just be a, a, a stop on the way for an animal finding their forever home. If I could do that, that would be amazing. Obviously, I'm not set up that way out here, but um, yeah, four dogs I think is our max, you know. And and we rescued a cat as well. But if I could, if I could do that for the rest of my life, just save animals, rehabilitate them. If I had the knowledge to do that, that would be amazing. I have to, I have to go lean into that because of the passion that you just exhibited from that was 
it begs the question of like uh how did that start i mean from like a little kid type of stuff like i mean have you had animals in your life like that yeah i've, I've had dogs my whole life and uh obviously i mean if you've if anyone who's followed me or seen any of my posts it's always related to a wolf um i just have just that huge passion for i mean the the thing that i love about dogs is you know dogs don't judge they mm. they they they're here for you and you know and you're here for them and when i see you know an animal any animal really just you know being not taken care of or even when someone's walking the dog and they do something simple as pull the leash really hard like to me that's like that it that exhibits that you don't know how to take care of the responsibility that you've asked for you know the dog didn't ask for you to adopt them you chose to so you need to have that commitment to give you the same love that that dog is giving back to you you know i you know dogs will love you unconditionally and they will be there for you and i've always said that there's no bad dog there's just bad owners yeah um i i agree i think that that's um something that gets uh often put off um and what i'm referring to is like the owner's responsibility and mm -hmm. Well, I think that owners don't take responsibility more yeah. often than they should. Excuse me. That's yeah. what I should have said. Um, and they just like put it on the dog. And then, of course, I'm, I'm going to uh, touch on like, uh, I'm thinking of the show uh, Pitbulls and Parolees. Oh, yeah. Like um, uh, the stigma that surrounds like, well, the stigma that surrounds like, pitbulls for sure but also like german shepherds or mm -hmm. uh i don't know <laughs> i feel like there's like a type of canine that's like that, that that maybe there's a specific name but the point is is like uh animal or dogs that are like in that class you know yeah doberman dobermans etc rottweilers yeah yeah um dogs do love unconditionally like they don't have uh no preconceived notion it's always the same fucking um you know you walk in the door and it's i mean if they, if their tail isn't wagging they're sick exactly there's something wrong yeah yeah for sure there's something for sure wrong yeah so um okay well that's wild i mean uh also i think um i mean the last time i was at your house what was that like three years ago uh probably maybe a little roughly more. uh yeah well, i just remember you had a, a i think you had three dogs that still i did yeah yeah yeah, had, yeah. and yeah because i have i mean we have a pitbull and a german shepherd and they're great with my son they're yeah, great of course they are yeah they're, of course they, they are they love him unconditionally and yeah never once have i been worried about anything yeah so the wolf um i'm gonna put a pin in that okay. uh, and i'm gonna go back to um assault and battling and then uh and and meeting each other and yeah. what was uh like your headspace at the time yeah so when i so when i first found out that i was going to have an opportunity to battle out of the state right that was a bucket list item for me um as a battle rapper like i'm getting on an airplane i'm flying to an event where you know, I feel like a lot of times as artists, we do a lot of our own, you know, hey, can I get on this event kind of thing, especially when we're up and coming. Um, but this was more of, hey, we have this battle for you. Would you be interested to go? So immediately, 100% yes. Then once I accepted it, I just realized what I did, right? I'm going out of my comfort zone with people I don't know, right? Obviously, I knew Absurd, right? 
love Upster to death, still do to this day, still talk to him. Um, but, you know, I was like, I'm out of my comfort zone right now. I'm going into somebody else's league in somebody else's home. And I've got to find a way to win over a crowd who only knows me from six to 10 minute videos on YouTube, mm. but doesn't know the real, you know, doesn't know me on that level. So um, all the way up until the first, you know, bar that I spit, I was nervous. Like, yeah. At your house, all I was doing was reciting my bars, but I knew I was so prepared because that's all I did. You know, I prepared on the plane. You know, I think I even spit the battle at the house a couple of times. Yeah, uh, you did. Because you battled that night too, I believe, and then you were spitting your rounds, if I'm correct. Yeah, we. Yeah. Yeah, I battled Johnny Utah. That's right, you did, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we were doing that, and like we were just preparing, and I was so prepared, but you can be prepared and then get in your own head. And I just kept telling myself, mm -hmm. get out of your head get out of your head. And then once we were going and then once that first bar spit, it was just like, I felt at home, but I think I felt at home because of how you guys ran the league and how inviting you are and how it's, it doesn't matter like that, that W or that L didn't matter. What mattered was we were coming together as a hip hop community and we were branching out and trying to bring more artists together instead of continuing the, you know, the destination of separation. Mm. So that's well. First off, I um, I really appreciate uh, you sharing the comfort level that you felt uh, because that was really important to me. That would be shitty if like you came over and it would be and you felt like um, that you weren't in a safe space, space or whatever the case was. You know, right. um, ostracized to some degree because you're like, oh, well, I'm in Salt Lake and. Uh, this guy is the owner of the league and he's not, he's a dickhead, you know, cause right. uh, that would have been raw. So I appreciate hearing that because uh, yeah. even though I um, was well into uh, uh, I've, I've always felt like I've, I've, even though I've struggled with my own uh, addictions and shit, I feel like I've always been pretty uh, personable and like, what? Yeah, one thing to think about you is even when, you know, you would get in that headspace, I knew, I still knew who you were. And mm -hmm. that's what I think is different from if somebody else doesn't know the type of person that you really truly are. Because um, I mean, we, we all, when we talk about addiction, right, when we're on that addiction, and we're writing it, we are somebody else, but the people that love you, they know who you tr truly are. So I don't think it's a, I'm tolerating him right now. I think it's a, I know who he is right now, so I'm going to stay with him in case he does something that is not a good idea. Sure. And, yeah. and I think that from the jump, from like, I don't know, an hour in, that car ride, you know, from the airport <laughs> to the house, it was, it, it, it was, it was, it, it was, it was up. It was up. It was meant to be, you know? Yeah. You know, just, and, then, and then, I mean, coming back out, I mean, I've been out there three times and I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where was a, you mentioned like getting on the plane and move and going out yeah. uh, to another state and shit. Um, I can only draw on my own uh, experience with like the first time that I traveled for anything that had yeah. hip hop. I, I would like to hear from you first though. Um, what, uh, what that meant for like, did you feel like a star? Yeah. hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like, like I, you were like on tour or something. Like I felt like this is, I think when we all do something we're truly passionate about, 
And we all have this vision. What, what is this vision that's going to make you think that you've made it? You know, for some people, it's money, right? When my bank account reflects the work I'm doing, some people, it's, you know, getting there, you know, getting featured in a magazine or whatever the case may be. For me, it was getting on a plane to battle. Hmm. That for me was for me to tell myself that battle rap is I, I'm in the right place this is where this is the part of the hip-hop scene that i should be a part of this is where my passion is and the second i got to that airport it was real i'm like yeah. holy shit this like you can you can ask brie you can ask nap you can ask cody it was it was crazy to me it was it was surreal <laughs> it almost didn't feel real it didn't, you know it, it didn't feel real and it wasn't like I was a big name or anything. Of course, nobody no. Knew, nobody knew who I was, you know? Nobody had a goddamn clue who I was back then. They didn't care. But to me, it meant the world. To me, it was everything. It was everything to me. Yeah, dude. Okay, so um, I resonate with so much of that. So, like, when I it, when I first went out to L.A. to, like, do um, uh, Grind Time. Yeah. Um, uh, I was like, dude, I am on tour. Uh, yeah. I, I felt like so good about it you know yeah. like it was um uh as, as i should have you know um but uh i i for real felt uh very um uh i was very appreciative and grateful mm -hmm. but i was also like dude this is the shit like i could do this and like mm -hmm. yeah now i travel like this is the next like this is the next step is like traveling to a place Mm -hmm. to do what i feel like i or not that i feel like that i do love doing and that's rapping and yeah to do it in front of other places and so to hear that um yeah that's the that lands fucking incredibly deep so you have a pretty um i've always wanted to dive deeper into this with you um when you share stuff at uh, you know, for new shows and things like that, I can see the support from Reno come out for you. Mm -hmm. uh, how long have I have one question? And I'll keep keep going from here. But uh, how long have you been making music in Reno? I would say, I'm gonna date myself here. Going on. Sixteen years. 15, 16 years. Okay. When you came out, it was like 2012 or 2013, roughly. Um, or was it? Yeah, roughly. Um, at that time, so 10 years ago, where were, where were you at in your local scene as far so, as? Yeah. So craziest story, right? So I, I was at home one, one night. And my roommate called me. He's like, hey, these guys are freestyling down here. Uh, they're pretty good. You should come down here. I was like, I don't feel like it. Like, I, at that time, I just, I kind of just wrote music for myself. I really didn't do anything with it. Um, I freestyled. That was my thing. I, you know how, like, you go to the party. Someone's like, oh, I rap. And you're like, oh, so do I. Because you're all drunk. And you're like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, so do I, dude. Yeah. You're like, oh, let's do this, right? And everyone's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is sick. Um, but, I mean, I was always encompassed in the culture, right? Like, I grew up watching WRC and watching Thesaurus and Ilmac in the two-on-two. -two, just absolutely just body everybody. And I was like, one day I want to be 
I, I, I told myself I will never be on their level. Um, but I, I want to be on a level to where I can get booked to go out of town. Like that was my goal. And, um, so I went down there and I met a couple guys and we, uh, we went to a show at the old knitting factory here in Reno. Um, and I still only really knew these two guys. Um, I wasn't really doing shows or anything. Cause I didn't have, I didn't have the money to record. I didn't have the money to build a studio at the time. I just had my, my pin in my pad. Right. Um, and these guys were freestyling in the alleyway. And so they're like, Hey, you freestyle, you did pretty good jump in and battle these guys. And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, there's a ton of people here. These guys are really good. And I'm not making an ass of myself. Like, go do it. He's like, come on, man. Like they ran through us. So I jumped in there and I was going hard and I was going like, we went back and forth for a good six to eight minutes. Right. Wow. Um, and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to go back in the show. I made some friends from out of town. It was cool. Two weeks later, I get a, an email from Hubbard and I didn't know who Hubbard was at the time. He's like, Hey, we have grind time coming out here. It'll be hosted by lush cap Kalish, um, Ron, all of them. And I'm like, I don't know those guys. I know who they are. Trust me. I know of them. I've never met them before. So you're listing all these names and, yeah. and he's like, I'm like, well, how did you even know who I was? Cause I don't know who anybody is. You know, I'm just this, I'm just, you know, I just a guy. I'm just a guy. I'm a guy. Yeah. I don't have a beard yet or tattoos, yeah. right? Um, I look like a fat baby. Um, so but I like, like the fucking party. Right? I'm just like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just bad. I'm just yelling at people. Yeah, and yeah. He goes, I saw a clip of you on YouTube and he sent it to me. So some guy was filming the, the, the concert and doing like a, you know, behind the scenes type thing. And at one point he pans to the battle and just leaves it there for the entire battle and did like a minute and a half of me spitting. Whoa. So Hubbard found that, booked me from there, and that's how I got into actually getting booked for battles. And that was my first battle ever. Well, my first booked battle ever. I had done like freestyle, you know, like, hey, there's a freestyle competition. Come down here and do it kind of a thing, uh, but never been booked before. And that was literally how the story started. Wow. It's insane. So, yeah, that is insane. Like, because you just went home. I went home. Went to yeah. work. Didn't think anything of it. And then uh, he's uh, Jer or Jeremy saying uh, Hubbard, which is Dan Hubbard. What up, Dan? What up, Dan? Uh, seven, seven, five battles uh, is what he uh, presided over. And then he, he gets a hold of this footage. Was it from a friend or was it like a friend of a friend that got just Facebook? Uh, posted on the guy's YouTube who Good God. He, had, he had done that stuff around here. And the craziest part is when I went to that event, because I knew nobody, right? Yeah. Uh, it was me. This was my squad. Me, my mom, my dad, Bree, and Cody. That was it. I didn't know anybody. Like in the hip-hop scene? Nope. Just okay, so And then uh, um, Pisco, you remember Pisco, right? Yep. Pisco was, was there because that's who um, I had met at the bar when they were freestyling. Um, and that, that, that was it. Those are the people that I knew. And I'm, and it was one of the, it was the first time Grind Time came out to Reno. So everybody was there and here comes this this kid you know i'm in there with my parents um uh, totally starstruck by the way because i you know lush cap callus um caddy ron all of them are there and i'm like lucky lucky i am was there and i'm like how is this possible right now how am i staying why am i standing here like right. and at the time i didn't write for battles like i wasn't to that level yet 
Wow. But when they said I won the battle, like after it was all said and done, it was the, it was the coolest feeling to me in the world. And I was like, I don't understand why this is happening for me. I didn't, I didn't get it. It didn't resonate with me at the time wow. that all this, all these friendships, lifelong friendships and things were going to transpire from being in an alleyway, just, just honestly messing around because these guys were just running through people freestyling. And I'm like, might as well. Yeah. I'm just going to go in and yeah, that's a, that, that gave me chills, man. Um, wow. I think that there's something to be said about, um, like how just putting yourself out there when no one's watching type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, obviously this is going to be a dumb fucking fortune cookie statement, but like doing things when no one is watching, you know, like just mm -hmm. doing your best all the time type of shit. Right. Um, put you in a position that you like would not have ever fucking thought that you would be in otherwise. I mean, no, exactly. And then, you know, when people always say, you know, how did you get started? I, you know, I always, uh, you know, Hubbard, Hubbard found me, you know, he gave me an opportunity that I didn't even think was an opportunity. And, you know, had he not even reached out, if I knew grind time was coming, I would have never thrown my name in the hat. Like I, you know, me, I'm, I'm all about, you know, do I deserve to be here? Is this something that I've earned? And, at the time I hadn't earned anything. Nobody even knew my name. Yeah. Well, you did deserve it. And, um, you've definitely, I, I appreciate you saying that you've made lifelong friends, uh, from oh. group that, yeah. Um, uh, that you would have not otherwise been a part of. So, because that's the, it's something that, um, I feel as well. So like to hear that origin story about how, because I thought you were doing music. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, I didn't, yeah. we've never even talked about this. And um, we've had very deep conversations that we've right? never done here. Yeah, um, yeah I'd never so, recorded a song up until that time. Like, and it was probably a year and a half after is when I recorded my first I song. Was, I was going to ask that. So, like, so, okay, hey, all right. Did, so, you won the first battle that you had with, for the Grind Time joint and all that? <laughs> That's wild, Nick. That's out of control. Um, and then also, and then also rest in peace, Cadillac Ron. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so you are, so a year and a half out, um, when you recorded your first song, did that start like a, a like a, a avalanche of more songs that came behind it? Or was it just like one and then? Yeah. So I, so I'll be honest, what really made me want to record was watching Awkward's perform live watching awkwards perform live um at the events made me really want to to record music um his stage presence his lyrics the way he put bars together was like it was so impressive to me and being able to see that live as many times as i did i feel extremely honored to do so um and you know when my first project i actually featured you know awkwards on a track actually my first two projects i had awkwards on a track and it was to me that was that was my you know you know, we all look for those people we want to do songs with. Yeah. Right? And to me, that was one of the people I've always, I always wanted to do a song with. Um, so getting to do that was, you know, a humbling and amazing experience. And the more I wrote, you know, and I, I would write music and I would do my first project. Well, funny story is Bree made all the beats to my first project. What? She made all the beats, my first project, all of them. What does she make the beats on? 
in our apartment. Um, a, um, um, I can't remember the software, but um, a beat machine, right? And then a software with samples of sounds and just put it all together. Wow. Okay. Right. Crazy. That's wild. Absolutely, absolutely crazy. Right. Um, and you know, the more I would, you know, record, the more I would write, I would, I started to, I started to find who I was as an artist. And then I totally lost my way. I started being the artist that I thought other people wanted me to be. And I lost the entire passion for recording music and, and really doing battle rap. And then right around that time was when my mom got sick and I decided that I'm not myself anymore when I'm writing. Um, I, I just, I didn't want to do it. That's why I was gone for eight, nine years. Wow. Um, man, that, that's hard to, um, I guess quantify like what, it's because it's not what I'm thinking about is like the pain you must have felt or, or um, uh, slight uh, movement of focus. You're just like, I, yeah, it's not like what I'm doing right now. And yeah, just, do, you, do you think that do you think that that was like just right now or like I'm just good? At the time, I at the time I was done. Yeah. At the time I was like, because I'm the type of person that. I, if, if, if I'm not hundred percent committed and if my passion isn't there, I don't belong there because at the end of the day, what if I get booked for a show and some up and comer doesn't, and I took their spot and I don't even really want to be there. That's not fair. Yeah. That is not fair at all. And you could tell as I was doing shows, as they was progressing and my battles, um, like I was, becoming this person that I was, I'm not that person. I, you know, I'm, my music was, I, I got away from what I really wanted to do with where my last project was that I released, which is telling stories about my life and talking about what's important to me and getting people that are down at the bottom and bringing them up to the top, you know, with whatever they're going through in life. And I never got to get that message out before, um, which is why I came back. Did you, uh, when you speak about not having songs uh, or making songs like for uh, the proverbial people or whatever mm -hmm. uh, before, um, was it more like clubby stuff that you were doing? Is that what I'm gathering from that? Um, a little bit of it was really some some tracks were clubby and other ones like the beats were the beats were my style, but the lyrics I wrote didn't match up. Like you take the project I just released released and just I mean you listen to the My Life track. Um, and you even watch the video of my life, like that's the artist and that's the person that I am. Um, you know, people liked the music that was being released before. Um, but I didn't believe it when I said it. Yeah. And yeah. To me, that, to me, that's more important. Dude, that's way more important. It could speak on why that's important. Because, I, your, yeah, see, yeah, that. because if I'm gonna, it, so for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, if I'm going to say something and put my name and my brand on it, it has to be true, right? There can't be any false narrative or any, you know, anything made up, right? You know, when, when I write that lyric down on that piece of paper, to me, I should have a hard time getting through it when I, when I speak into the microphone because of the emotion that it brings when I'm saying what I'm saying. Um, and then even more so now, like, you know, I, 
I have a son. Like he should listen to my music and be like, that is my dad. Not who is this guy? You know, that, 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 that's a, that's a, that's a big thing for me. And, you know, I've got friends and family who know me as a person and they know who I am. And when I release the music that I'm releasing now, they see that passion coming through because it's honesty on paper. Wow. Um, yeah, you get one of them, you get a clap. Uh, I think I, I absolutely agree with you. I, uh, I, um, I had a very similar, uh, mm-hmm. come to Jesus type of moment when it came to like my music. Um, and so to hear other people that, um, have uh, experienced something like that is, uh, just like almost like a, yeah. like a group, like, you know, that you're like, I used to fucking only do this type of music. And now mm-hmm. I, now, now I don't, uh, I was about to say, I don't care um i care i care very deeply about the music i make i think that's what's the biggest difference is that i'm making more music with just like with intent um and a lot of my tracks have resembled that you've met we've mentioned your album several several times it's right now is a great place to plug it yeah so uh it's stetsons and dragonflies that's the name of the ep it's a four track ep um it's been out for a little bit now um but if you really want to find out who i am listen to my life and then watch the video and once you get both of those together you'll learn a lot about who i am as a person and what's really important the uh links will be in the description um so uh please click those and support man what's what's your take on this um uh I don't know i get the, like this meme of like it's it's free to support or whatever you know uh your friends mm-hmm. uh, what, what's um uh, what do you, what's your take when you see stuff like that like here's the thing i so i get a lot of support and i'm being inner. serious too yeah I'm, i'll okay. be honest right. with you all right so i get a lot of support from my inner circle right my family my friends um outside of that I don't see a lot of support from people I know. I see support from strangers that I've never met in my life. Um, you know, the people I associate with, you know, the, the, they'll repost my, my post for my album. They'll, they'll post lyrics. They'll send me messages. Um, and th- that's kind of where it stops. And then I'll get messages from people that I've, like I said, I've never met before. Um, and they'll say, hey, I really like this track. You know, this line, I, I understood what you meant when you said it um and i like your message and these are people that literally because you know when you go on instagram and you can boost a post right or you go and you do anything and you can boost a post to get more people to see it um we shouldn't have to do that i shouldn't have to do that you shouldn't have to do that people will support a famous person that they've never met before they'll support the person that they can talk to every single day and I don't understand why I don't get it. Um, and, and I've gone to the point in my life now where, and it, it sounds childish and it, it might be, but you know, if you don't support me, there's no reason for me to waste my energy supporting you. There's really not, you know, there's, there's no written rule that says when I release something that you, you know, you yourself have to post, repost it. You don't have to, but don't expect me to do it. If you're not going to, you know, 
have the same respect of because when we when we take time as artists to create something, whether it's music, whether you're painting or photography or whatever it is, we are putting everything that we have into that. There's we leave nothing on the table. And when you release something and it means the world to you, it can be it can be hurtful sometimes to not see that support and to not see you know, anything like that. But I, I learned a lot about who really supports me over the past year and a half. I learned a lot about that uh, with everything that went on in my life over the past year and a half, who truly cares and who truly, you know, not, I wouldn't say wants me in their life, but who truly is there for my family. And I, I learned a lot about that over the last year and a half with what we went through. Wow. Um, I mean, that's a mic drop moment, man, because I think I, I feel the same. There, there's a piece that uh, that you spoke about as far as like, uh, don't it was along the lines that don't expect the same energy for me. Like if you're not yeah. so and that's not even like the worst thing. Like, it's just like. Uh, yeah, just don't expect the same energy. I don't know. But also also it's like. Um, I think about. uh like if people first off let me do this before i go into that point i appreciate the fact that other people are hitting you up too that you don't know that's fucking amazing like because to touch touch someone that you're like yo like this is uh this is the shit it touched me in this way i mean what better fucking pick me up do you need for even that might even make a week honestly even for me like dude uh, thank you for hitting me up. And I had something very recent that just uh, happened to me about that. I've been making some, I don't know, making some pretty significant strides in what I'm trying to do with myself and yeah, uh, uh, challenging myself in different ways uh, as of recent. And it's uh, been extremely fruitful, extremely gratifying, and I'm uh, extremely grateful. Um, and on this past Saturday, um, uh, I got hit up from my boy, uh, who told me that he was listening to DKM and I, and I don't listen to DKM. Mm-hmm. I, I like, because it was, uh, not often. I, I mean, by often, I mean, maybe once a year, but, uh, or something, I don't know. I've only been out for two years, but, uh, I don't listen to it. I don't listen to it. Um, there was a lot of emotion put into it and I wanted to kind of just like, leave it there. Um, mm-hmm. And I had another friend hit me up later that day saying that they were listening to DKM. And I was like, is there something fucking going on, man? Do I need is yeah. like someone telling me like, you should be listening, just take a listen to this song really quick. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to do that. So I listened and I was like, damn dude, like this is, do you remember when you made this Nate? Like this was like, this was a song to you. And this was a song that, um you made to to empower yourself and to to show what what changes you wanted to become even though that you were not them then <laughs> um and it was so fucking sick to i like to listen awesome. to uh and i was just uh, uh admittedly a little bit of a mess not it wasn't wild mm-hmm. but i was just like fuck dude this is like yeah. shit i wasn't sad about it i didn't right. think about anything bad about it like the the previous notions or excuse me the previous um 
uh, emotions that I tied to it before went away. It was more like, damn, dude, like, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. That's fucking right, dude. Like, running all these red lights, sitting, you know, like, yep. it just started hitting me. And so I resonate highly with what you're saying about that. Yeah. Like about well, here's, what I'll, here's what I'll tell you about you uh, as an artist, if I could. I look at everything like sports, right? I, 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 everything like if I, if I look at battle rap or I look at music, the people that, you know, we, that are in our, our circle that we know, or even branch out, right? I look at it as sports. And when I see people, I'm like, oh, minor league, major league, you know, I'm like, that's, I'm like, these guys are crazy. You and Nap are, in my opinion, two of the best artists that I've ever come in contact with and heard rap live in a studio whatever it is the way you both put your your lyrics together and the way you write and i've seen your process i've watched you i've watched nap so many times um i i haven't come in contact personally with somebody that's better than either of you i, wow. I truly haven't um and you know me well enough that i wouldn't say it if it wasn't true right um but but i haven't and you know i you know when when i asked you to you know send me the link to my favorite song of yours. And I know, you know what it is. And I know I don't have to say it. Right. <laughs> you know, I still bump it. Right. And I still listen to all the, all of old Nap, naps, old stuff as well. And anytime, you know, either of you release something to me, that's the big release. That, that's big for me. Cause I'm like, all right, what did they say? How did they put it together? Um, and, and I want to hear it because it's, it's impressive to me. It's, you know, you, we, I think we all have those things that make us great in in life right um but what makes you guys so great is you you stand out amongst your peers and you don't you don't realize it but you do that's fucking wild man thank you for that um Absolutely. I, I really do appreciate it and i know it comes from a place of love and um i think i you you uh well, the fact that you are um I'm just so happy you're making music. Let me, let me just say it like that. Yeah. Let me just say it like that because like, uh, when to see the, the drive and the effort behind it and obviously like the progression, um, has been fucking dude, that means that you're making, you're paying attention and you're listening. And like when you listen to songs and you, it's almost like watching game tape and you're mm -hmm. like, I could have did that better. I could have yeah. did that better. And not even that I could have whatever. You're just like analyzing and being like, I'm this is all a process and I'm still getting yeah. better at this shit. And then that shit was dope. Um, but now it's gone. Look, I have a question for you about this. Yeah. So I'm, and I wonder if you might feel the same way or just your thoughts. So I'm releasing the single this Friday. Well, when this releases, it'll have already been released, but, okay. but, uh, since we're talking in the past, <laughs> I'm releasing a single and, um, I've been holding on to it for probably like the last four months, five months now, uh, as far as it being recorded now, as far as it being in my fucking notes, um, it's been there for probably like a year and a half. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, I've, I'm in love with it, you know, right. like I, I'm in love with the whole EP da, 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 and it's all mine. Yep. Like no one has it. I mean, th there's a couple people, but it's not wild, you know, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? on what i'm about to say so when i release a single um i'm dealing with right now like letting my kid go to school type of shit yeah it's, except it's more than that it's um like i'm not gonna see you again because it's no longer mine mm -hmm. 
because it's uh, that's how it's and it's I don't know if I'm explaining it the right way, but that's no, I feel it. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I feel, and I'm yeah. trying to like get uh, not trying. I have I have come to the point where it's like okay, I'm 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 over it um to some degree i mean i was yeah. just listening to it this morning i was like nah, fuck dude everyone's gonna fucking hear this on fucking friday or just the people that want to hear it is gonna they're gonna yeah. hear it. they're gonna be like and it's almost like you want to keep it safe because mm-hmm. you don't want the criticism and all that shit yeah. this, this is all thoughts in my head so i'm just thinking out yep. loud what are your thoughts surrounding definitely that? so if i were to ask you right now tell me a song that changed your life what would you say do you have one you don't have uh, to know the name. You don't have to say the name, but do you have one? Yeah. Right. That impacted you. Yeah. That impacted me very much. Yeah. You probably have a song on that EP that will impact somebody's life and you'll never know that it did. Um, and the type of person you are and the message that you send that EP releases and you're going to change somebody's life for the better. Wow. How so is that is that what you think about when you're releasing something? Mm-hmm. I think about, I always told myself that, you know, I think that, you know, anytime you're like, I want to be a rapper or I want to be an actor or an actress, we all think of every one of us like money and fame, right? The world's going to know my name. It's all of this, <laughs> right? You're like, this Please is tell me you happen. said like Matthew McConaughey for a second, just right, right there. there. The is. world's going to know oh, my name. The world's going to know my name. I'm going to drive a Lincoln. Um, yeah. But I, I started to tell myself that, the way I would know that I made it as an artist is when that happens, when I've impacted somebody's life and I know they're reciting my lyrics and the part of the song that means the most to them. So obviously, yes, by holding on to it, it is yours, but you're an artist and you deserve to be heard with the message that you want to send. And that EP could take somebody from who's really contemplating not being with us anymore and it could turn that around for them and it could be the littlest bar that you wrote down that maybe you were just trying to get from bar to bar and you didn't think too much of it and it changed somebody so i i think because you are so talented and you have a message every time you hit the microphone releasing that could change someone's life I love that. I, I, and I, I agree with you. I, because they're, um, I mean, I agree with you. I've shown people like the, the closing song on it and it's an emotional song uh, and and it's very small. Uh, it's like only 20 bars. I believe that I, that I spit, but like you can hear genuine emotion in my voice. Uh, that's what was going on. And, um, uh, so the feedback, uh, from the, the small listening crowd um, has been pretty good, but um, I, I do think that I've been uh, on this uh, and I love your thoughts on this. Um, when I'm in a music making process, um, uh, like for an album or for the, this EP, a, a personal album, and I'll touch on what I say personal album there in a second, but um I find myself like making music just for myself. Like what, yeah. what, what do I find is going to be cool to me? Uh, yeah. And then it ends up turning into something different. Like Ode, like Outwork Everyone Daily was again, like a self-affirmation for myself. It was like, nothing is lucky or free. I outwork them. Like say mm-hmm. that shit to yourself all the time, Nate, like say that shit. Like, yeah. 
tell yourself that you were going to outwork everyone daily. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, artery. I can do this for my whole life. Like that's, uh, that's all. It, that's what it felt. That's what it feels like yeah. to me. You know? And in, I think um, by osmosis, it ends up obviously, you know, other people feel the fucking same way. So yeah. like, that's how that happens. So um, do you, you mentioned that you make, music also like with others in mind um do you also just make music for you absolutely everything that i write is it is so i'll I'll give you an example so lift off i love that song it's one of my favorite songs i've ever done and um i love the video everything was great and lift off was a song by the way fucking great song thank you it was written the day before i was going to the studio to record it but it wasn't lift off and it, I, after I did my way, you know, I, I was writing and preparing and making sure, you know, every bar was like, I, cause when I write, I write for me, but I have others in mind of what are they going to learn from my story? Cause I want to tell my story the right way. Um, and when I'm, when I'm, I was playing the beat in this room we're in right now in my studio, in my house upstairs, and I'm listening to it and I'm, the beat comes on and I just go lift off. And I'm like, hold on a second. What did I just do? <laughs> I'm recording this song tomorrow. Liftoff's not even in the song. And I'm like, and I'm picturing people just getting amped up and somebody using this song to get to that next step in life. And that's getting pumped up for an interview at work or coming out, coming out of a tunnel for a sports game and giving someone that motivation. And I'm like, I'm changing the song right now. I'm done. I deleted it and I wrote Liftoff in 30 minutes. And that was the song. That was it. And I, and when I started going and I couldn't stop writing, that was the thing. Like I could not stop writing. It just kept coming. And then I didn't finish the hook until the third hook came in for the beat. Cause I was like, lift off. I put this city on my back. Now watch it lift off. And then, you know, and then when I said I was, and I questioned myself, cause I said, I'm taking none of y'all with me when I lift off, except those inside my circle um and those who've been down since my day since day one i was like you know what i'm gonna say it because it's true and i mean it you know but i'm not trying to explode on a national or worldwide level you know i'm just trying to say that all the good blessings that come my way i'm bringing people with me when it happens because that's what in my opinion that's 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 what people do you know they 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 bring in those who were with them when they had nothing or when they were trying to fight whatever demons they're fighting. And when you wake up and you open your eyes and you know that those lists of people are still there, mm. those are the people that come with you wherever you go. It doesn't have to be rich and famous. It could be anything. You take them with you. You take them right there with you, man. I, right th- there I agree with, with you. you totally. I agree with you totally. That's why I love you so much. I think you the fucking shit, man. Thank you. I love you too, bro um so hold on you completely scrapped a song that you had already written Mm -hmm. i was yep do you remember what that song was or did you for real delete it all oh i i remember it's garbage i didn't like it but (laughs) i didn't like it and i kept telling myself like this isn't who you are but then i was like studio time's booked yeah we gotta go yeah I respect people's time you know he's an engineer he's got a studio i respect his time i'm not gonna cancel that's not who i am um, and I was like, maybe I just won't release it. But then I was like, this beat's too hot. And when I, and then the funny thing is when 
it was recorded. I left the studio and I sent it to Cody and he didn't respond. And I'm like, shit, man, what? And then he, he calls me. He's like, Hey, sorry, I didn't respond, but that song was too good to listen to on my phone. I had to hear it in my home theater system. He goes, you did it. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. Like that was a conversation him and I had, he's like, that's, that's the passion. That's, that's Hardcastle right there. That's who you are. And then when I did the video, like the video, like there's a reason that I recorded it in certain, you know, uh, the, the scene where it says Dickerson Road, like there's a reason behind like the settings of it and, you know, just everything that is a part of that song. But to me, that was my lift off into it's time like it, you, you're back and there's you're going to encompass this music and you're going to write for every you know, for everybody who ever said, you know, I, I'm by your side, I got your back. Because before, I think I was writing for the people who said you can't do it, not the people that said I could do it, and that was the problem. Wow. So, I mean, I think in I think in both uh, there could be uh, empowerment. Like, uh, I think for those um, that are writing out of uh, anger, I guess, or maybe yeah. uh, to prove people wrong. Yeah, um, I think that there's a good a deal of, of of emotion that can come from that and and drive and yeah. um, and all that. Uh, and I, I also um, can say too that I I can see it being more fulfilling when you're bringing people with you and being like, mm -hmm. look, like you guys know that I make music and right. and you guys continue to fuck with me and support me all the time. Um, I don't have to put on this facade uh, and this is what I'm going to make moving forward. And this yeah. is how it's going down, you know? And, and then outside of that, like revealing your um, showing your uh, like actual passion, I think inherently comes with uh, who you are as a person. So to be able to have a, a, a new direction of what you want to um, express that as, I think that's fucking sick, dude. Thanks. Yeah, I think uh, with what everything that you have going on now, um, and the only person and people use this shit all the time too, but it's for real. Um, have you heard of Neville Go Neville Goddard? Mm. Neville Goddard. Um, what he came, he was born in 1905 came to the united states in 1902 excuse me he came to the united states in 1917 um from barbados so he immigrated here um was on uh the precipice of the esoteric movement so different ways of thinking and and um manifestation essentially mm -hmm. the secret back yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um and uh, I highly recommend any of his teachings. So like, there's like, um, uh, the power of, uh, the power of imagination. Um, just Neville Goddard. I'll send you some books. I'll okay. Send, send, anyway, I think that you would love them. Absolutely. So the point, the, the point that I'm making with that though, is that, um, I think that with, uh, you are putting out the energy that you want back and that's what's happening. Agreed. Yeah. And that's, and it's happening without, um, without, uh, expectation of like some sort of return to some degree. Like you're just, yeah. like, this is who I am, dude. And yeah. this is who I choose to sound, surround myself with. 
what are you doing um you know we're this is gonna be yeah february mid-february when this drops um what's uh on the plan for q2 or you know what's what is 2020 yeah. uh so from a music standpoint so i dropped awaken one um awaken's gonna be like just a series of, of like like that's what i'm gonna utilize like as my singles like it's not gonna be a part of a project i'm gonna do it as a series like awaken one awaken two um so it, it's the awaken one was a, a track that that, that i wrote that kind of it's it's got that battle rap hardcastle energy to it because that, that still needs to come out right and I've, I've had you know great responses great streams on it and and i love it and it's got no hook it's just two minutes ten seconds and i i use that as kind of my outlet like that's my therapy right there i'm gonna tell you how it is i'm not gonna i'm gonna tell you how it is not how it's going to be like this is how it is this is who i am this is what you're getting that track um, is nasty by the way thank Sorry. you thank you um and then, uh, so my, my next EP is going to be, uh, titled self-proclaimed, um, because I feel like I am self-proclaimed, right? I, when, when I talk about myself, it doesn't come from, you know, a cocky energy. It's a, it's a humbled energy. And, but by self-proclaimed, I, I mean that I am self-proclaiming myself that this is who I am. And this is the place I know I have in hip hop. Like this is my place and I know where it's at. I'm not trying to push my way up. I'm not trying to drop back down. I'm happy being where I'm at. Um, and I'm Hardcastle, you know, it's, it's my last name and you know, I'm, I'm self-proclaimed that that's who I am. So the album will be awesome. Like I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm, I'm thinking around, let's see, I just got two more beats for it. So maybe eight to 10 tracks. Um, very, very similar energy to Stetsons and Dragonflies telling stories uh, about who I am, about my life, about, um, you know, em empowering yourself to, to, to get up, you know, to, to, to get to that next level and to understand that a person's opinion about you is just their opinion. That's all it is. And don't let people rent space in your head. You know, don't, if, if someone, if someone's not supporting you or, you know, you, you have a friend who is no longer, you know, that friend and that, like we said earlier, putting that same energy into it that you are, it's okay to move on. You know, it, it's okay to, to, to grow and to be the person you want to be. And there's no time better than now. You don't, you, you know, you, you don't have to say, um, you know, I'm, I'm 38. Ugh, there's no reason to change. You know, this is my life. It doesn't have to be, you know, you can get up, you can do something different. Um, you can be whoever the hell you, you want to be, you know, just treat those who come in contact with you with respect, um, you know, have integrity and then you know then then you can be self-proclaimed as well you know just um be, be be the person that you know would make the people around you proud fuck yeah man i i agree totally this is all fake anyway man this uh uh be Goddamn like, simulation. We're, we we're, we're for real lucky to be in a country where you can like for real change um you could do you could pick up and just change who the fuck you are yeah, you just be the be the person. I mean, a lot of a lot of people live that facade for what they feel what they do should, you know, be. And you don't have to do that. Be who you want to be, you know, be yeah. whoever the hell you want to be. Um you're gonna love this book, these books by Neville Goddard, bro. You're gonna love them. Dude, you're gonna love them. And I keep talking about this on the last like few podcasts, but Florence Shin is the um, author and it's called the game of life and how to play it. A book that was written in 1925. That is um, plain as day, two hour and 30 minute. Listen, if you're into audiobooks, plain as day about um, 
uh, energy uh, that you're putting out and mm-hmm. um, what do you think about like t- tapping into your subconscious and shit like that. Ooh, nice. um, I just, dude, you are the embodiment of uh, someone who um, is very grateful and appreciative of what they uh, receive. And that comes from a lot of, um, I think it comes from a, a lot of different places, but from a third party perspective and as your friend, um, you've experienced, uh, a lot, you know, and, uh, yeah. we all have, but, uh, yeah. you have for sure. And, um, you know, to come out on the other side in order to get to that other side, there's, um, either a support system or you're supporting yourself or you don't get through the other side. Honestly, this no, I agree. yeah. And, uh, so when you spoke to like the last 18 months, 24 months or so, um, and, the people that either kept in touch sometimes or uh, whatever, those are like the, or the folks that were in your immediate uh, vicinity that were like, yo, you got this, your family's got this, mm-hmm. all that. Um, you, you, you came out on the other side and be, I think that through those experiences have, has molded um, you uh, further and given you just a lot more of a, just character, man. You're, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just shows what really matters when you go through, you know, some of the stuff that we went through. It shows like what is really important in life. You know, is it is it the things that you can purchase with the money you make or is it the people that surround you when you need them? And, you know, you you learn pretty fucking quick that it's yeah, real fucking quick. Yeah, that it's all the materials for sure. But um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's all them shoes that are in my closet. Yeah, dude. It's it's everything that I fucking know. Um uh so with um uh, with all that said, um what uh if you had a if you had a stage at Coachella, mm-hmm. uh, if you had if you had a moment for you to speak to a whole crowd mm-hmm. and everyone's vibing out. Yeah. And you wanted to have just a quick moment for where everyone was going to speak to you or listen mm-hmm. to you rather. What would your message be to the crowd for having, um, uh, for perspective on life? Yeah. I, I would say that what, when, when you open your eyes or when you go to sleep at night, either one, and you have this dream of this person or this thing that you want to achieve, the only thing standing in your way is you telling yourself you're good enough. And once you can tell yourself that you're good enough to achieve that dream or to go after that goal, whatever it is, it could be something as simple as you want to get up in the morning and go to the gym three times a week. And now you finally have the energy to do so, or you, you want to, you know, take care of animals, whatever it is that you want to do in this life. There's only one thing stopping you and that's you, you can do it. You know, if there's funding that's needed, trust me, the money comes. It's weird how it happens, but if, If you manifest the greatness that you want for yourself and you surround yourself with the right people, there's no time better now than to get up and go after your dream. Ladies and gentlemen, short story bingo episode 10 with my good, good friend, Hardcastle. Uh, Thank you so much again for coming on here, bro. Thank you for having me. This was a pleasure, man. Like, like I said, man, I'm so proud of everything that you're doing and to be on this podcast with you is it's truly an honor. It's truly a blessing. Damn, dude. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And man, I'm fucking doing a lot, and I fucking love it. I'm so happy about well, it. Well, you deserve it. You deserve everything that's coming your way. You're, you know, we, we've 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 spent a lot of time together in a lot of dark places, and yeah. we're 
both still right here doing what we're doing and having this conversation goes to show exactly what I said, that you surround yourself with the people that have your back and that want the, what's best for you. And it comes for full circle. My brother, I love you so much. Tell love the people. You, thank you. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, uh, your last single Awaken, uh, just to download yeah. it. Let us know. Yeah, so all music is on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, Amazon Music, um, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok are all at I am Hardcastle. Um, but that's where you can find me. Um, you'll see a lot of things other than music on there as well. I share my family. I, I share um, what I'm doing with my day. And, you know, um, I, I just like to be here to help people. So if there's something that anybody needs, you don't have to know me. You just have to hit that button and hit that send button. and I got you. You're a fucking walking quote, dog. I appreciate it. <laughs> he also has an OnlyFans. I don't know if you guys. That's don't. true. Yeah. I got feet pics for days. Italian feet. Hella hairy. You're going to love it. At You're hella hairy.com. At hella hairy. At hella hairy italiano.com. Italiano. Mozzarella. Uh, short story being old, ladies and gentlemen, Nate on the third, uh, episode 10, uh, our stories. I'm going to read, I'm going to have a regular, uh, short story bingo episode. I actually was looking at, um, potentially reading this weekend, but, uh, I'm going to be reading, um, an agreement or excuse me, a chapter out of the four agreements. And that's just nice. going to be like one of me of the old, not the old, but the original yeah. format of the podcast. But until then I'm so blessed to be able to talk with my friends and uh, folks that I've been interested in talking to. And, um, we're going to keep this fucking train going. So, um, fucking hit that like button, fucking, uh, smash the bell for, to be notified um all that cool shit uh and we're gonna be out on that note man love you love you too buddy spare fingers yes